Calvary. We thank you for the Son of God. And if you gave us your Son, what would you not give us? Lord, how shall it not all so freely with him give us all things? And our Lord, breathe on us in this hour. You're already doing that, that hot breath of God. So help me to take my time and be pleasing under the Lord and edifying under the body. We'll thank you for it in Christ's name and all the Lord's people said. Amen. I've got a study on Judah that I've been doing, but it takes an hour. And I've figured that might not be what we'd have this morning. And the Lord put this little thought on my heart from a recent study, and that'll work just right. It's what we need. Hadn't the Lord been good to us? Thank you, Brother Hunt, for this atmosphere. This atmosphere does not come quickly, and it does not come cheap. It'll take a lifetime of paying the price and walking with God to have God. And, and, and this is the only atmosphere that I'm comfortable in. And you don't always get to be in it, don't often get to be in the atmosphere. What is this atmosphere? It's when he opens the veil to one of them inner chambers and says, come on in. Yeah, Lord. I bless his name. Y'all tell me when half an hour is up, I don't want to be disobedient, but I get carried away. So I want you to tell somebody, Brother Mitchell, you signal, you signal. Amen. Thank you, preacher. I love you. Thank God for it. Been excited about being in the meeting and several good friends. Brother John Mitchell, what a man of God all these years. Thank you. Men like him blazed a trail for the young men like me in, in our country in the South. Thank God for it. Good to see Brother Zach. Is that your boy? Looks just like you. I mean, I knew that. I was 21 and uh, took that little church. And first year, I was so wild that the people that did know me disowned me. <laughs> Help me now. Help me now. I'd been down at the big Bible college and they didn't know how wild I was because I stuck with them. And when, and when they saw it, they disowned me. But an old preacher and a young preacher took me in and loved on me two or three years there especially. Brother Zach was one of those. It really helped me in those years. I never forgot it, and I thank you. You're, you're, you got a little more flesh on you these days, but it's good to see you. Yeah, I, I, won't, I won't dispute that. Just a little thought, the Lord, a, a scripture, the Lord. Moses. We're not going to have to teach Sunday school. Most of y'all familiar with the scriptures. Many of you are preachers. And the women in here, most of them could preach if they needed to. <laughs> if, if, if so need to be, they could. And so that makes it easy. You don't have to explain things so much. Moses, 
the man who told God no. And the Lord loved him for it. There's two things in this passage jumped out at me. Brother John, when I get to 30 minutes, you show me, okay? Dorsey. You're Bible students, and so I'll give you this nugget before I give you my burden. I picked this up from a man that uh, Brother Wampler helped me to start studying. The two descents of Moses, the two times he went up on the mount, we're in that neighborhood. I won't take time to show you the verses, but you're familiar with the verses. <clears throat> First time he went up, came back down. Second time he went up and came back down. It's a picture of the two descents of Christ. Help me now. Help me now. First time he came. To, I'm going to say this and y'all help me. First time Moses came off the mount. He came down and he made intercession for the people because of their sin. And he made an atonement. And I'll show you that. That needs to be. You need, and it's, a, it's Exodus 32 and verse 30. You sinned a great sin. I'm going to go make an atonement. Woo! Thank you. I had to show that to you. It's chapter 32 and verse 30. Just need to prove that. First time Moses came down, he made intercession for the people. And then he made an atonement for their sin. And the first time our Savior came down, <laughs> Woo! That's 10 minutes preaching. Had to get it off of him. John 17, he prayed. And John 19, he made an atonement. Second time Moses came down, he came down, his face shone with the glory of God. And, he, and you read it, I ain't got time to show. And he gathered the children of Israel together. Y'all ain't help, I'll fire your hide. And the second time the Lord comes down, it's going to be glory. It's going to be them glorified bodies. And he's going to gather the children of Israel together. And we're going to live in the light of the Lord. All right, you're here on purpose, so I want to show you those two things. Isn't that beautiful? The two times that Moses came down. Hey! That's, mm, I'm having to get this off of me. Next, all right. Now, and then, what about this, my brother? What about this? On the day the Lord gave the law, he showed grace. God's got so much grace. In the middle of giving his law, he had to do it a second time. Amen. I'm a grace preacher. I believe in the grace of God. And we don't teach that grace that allows you to sin. We teach that grace that helps you to quit sinning. That's the difference in old-timey Bible grace and this new contemporary homosexual grace. Stinking outfit. Y'all know better. Apostate generation. The grace of God is not for you to go into lasciviousness. Anyway, y'all know that. That's...
second, the day he gave them the two tablets, they broke it. They were breaking the law at the bottom of the mountain while he was giving them the law. And then the man that God called the meekest man had a temper problem. Ain't that amazing? His, his personal problem was a temper. He'd kill you if he got mad. And God said he's the meekest man. You, t- <laughs> you tell me how he sees our worst and tells other people the best. His meekness was not before men. It was before God. He would lay before God. And that's how he's able to stand before Pharaoh. But now, the day that God... And then Moses broke the actual tablets. He lost his temper. And he broke the actual... (laughs) And this is all under law. Lord said, come back up and bring me a, bring me a blank slate. <laughs> and the very law they wasn't supposed to break. They, they were doing it when he was getting, and he did. And Lord said, let's do this. I'm going to say this, y'all better help me. Let's do this, let's give this a second opportunity. <laughs> let's, let's do this a second time. And he put the law in the hand of the man and said, Thou shalt not kill. And he done had. Y'all quit telling me who God can use and who God can't use. Lord ain't asked your permission about nothing. Amen. Now here's Moses, a man that told God no. And he done it. When the Lord said, I'm sick of this crowd. Y'all with me, you're Bible readers. What verse is that? What verse is that? The Lord said, I'm sick of them. I'm in chapter 32, verse 9. I've seen this people, stiff-necked people, let me alone, my wrath may wax hot. And look at the end of verse 10, please. God said to Moses, And I will make of thee a great nation. And Moses said this, No, Lord, let's, let's not make me great. <laughs> no, Lord, let's don't do anything great with me. <laughs> now, I'm just not there. I should be there. I need to get right there. I'm not sure I'm right there. I want to be there. I don't know what I'd do. Now, if Brother Frankie and Brother Zach said, Dean, let's make something great out of you. I said, no, you're men. You're talking foolish. If, if Brother Mitchell, Brother Long, great men, said, let's, Dean, boy, let's just promote you and make something great. I'd be like, oh, thank you, older preachers, but I don't know. I don't even know if you could. But now this is God. He's the creator. It's his world. I want you to look at, it's his bit. And if God come to me, Dean, let's take you this morning and let's go do great and be great with you. 
I wonder if there's a side to me. Lord, I've been thinking the same thing for some time. <laughs> but kind of been wondering where you've been with that anyway. I've, I've already been, you know, good idea, Lord. I've had that same idea for a long time. Why hadn't you done anything great with me yet? Here's Moses' heart. No. He didn't even hesitate. Lord, no. And you know, he's, and y'all, you're getting this. He gave two good reasons. He said, number one, Lord, it's going to make you look bad. We come out here in the wilderness and you kill them all. And then the heathen and the world and the nations are going to talk bad about you, God. They're going to say you're bad to your people. Now, what about a man? God was trying to do something great with him, but he said, Lord, I don't want you to look bad. And he said, don't worry about making me great if it's going to make you look bad. And then he moved on and he said, Lord, why don't you just, you remember what you told Abraham? (laughs) You say it, what verse is that, brother? Verse 13. He said, Lord, don't do it for me. Do it for my brother. You don't need to make something great out of me. It's going to make you look bad. And you know what? Just go ahead and do it for Abraham. <laughs> Woo! The man that told God, no, let's not do something great with me. Let's make you look good and just do it for my brothers. <laughs> Y'all reckon this is why maybe the Lord could trust this man to handle that, that old testament? You reckon that's why God could trust this man to pastor his people and be that shepherd and lead them The man said, Lord, go ahead and do for my brother. What you talking about doing for me? Let's don't. Do it for the mother of me. And it's... And honey, if I can't pray for the other evangelist in here, I need to go to the house and quit being stupid. And if I can't pray for this meeting... Not just my meeting in the summer, but pray for this meeting today. If I can't pray for my brother, Lord, you're trying to make me great, but I'm afraid it's going to make you look bad. I ain't sure about all these selfies. Getting my best angle. The old man of God told me when I was trying to learn how to get full of God, he said the greatest enemy to the spirit-filled life is self. Yes. 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 Yes.
right. Watch this. He told God no. And then, in verse 14, he changed the Lord's mind. And the Lord repented of the evil. Not only did I tell the Lord no, the Lord said, let's change direction. I'm going to rethink this. That's what the Lord said. <laughs> and how many things were saved that day? Y'all ain't helping me. Wonder how many things not been saved in our lives and ministries because we're looking for opportunities to, to be something. Wonder how many congregations have been lost. The congregation could have been lost that day. God's people. God's name. God's covenant. How much did Moses how much did Moses save that day when he said, let's don't worry about anything about me. Now, God come up with a suggestion. Let's make you great. Moses came up with a suggestion before the chapter was done. He said, I got an idea of what to do with them, Lord. Put me in hell. <laughs> it, what verse is it? Come down to verse 30, 31. Oh, this people have sinned a great sin. Have made them gods of gold. Yet now, so Lord, I got an idea. Yeah. <laughs> now the Lord had an idea earlier. Let's, make, let's do something with you. Now Moses comes up with an idea of his own. So Lord, I've figured out what to do with me. The only time in your Bible, Brother Mitchell, I think it's right. You tell us if this is right or not, where that dash is in that Bible. Because there are no words. That dash is the three hours of Calvary. There are no words to describe. There are no words to describe when a man pays an eternal price for an entire people's soul and sin. There's just no words. It's just, God, it's just. <laughs> well, yeah, well. And the only words that we get out of the three hours of darkness don't even make sense to us. My God, my God, Spurgeon said, you'll stand at the edge of that awful abyss and all we can do is weep and wonder and worship. We don't even know what it means. The only clue we got to what was in that three hours of darkness. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The man said, Lord, I do have an idea how to help you people. If putting me in hell for eternity will spare them, let's do that. Ain't but, ain't but two men we ever seen. There may have been more in God's economy. God knows. God knows who people are. There, but there's only two men we know that suggested to God, I will go to hell for them if it will save them. One was Moses, one was Paul. And these are the two men God handed the two covenants to. You, you take law. You take grace. 
Come on. And you see that great meekness, that great humility operating in Paul too. He testified about himself three times. First time, 1 Corinthians 15. I am the least of the apostles. Second time, Ephesians 3. He dropped himself down to another category and added another adjective. I am less than the least of all saints. And then he got down there looking at them lines and that Nero and the death. And he said, I'm just going to go ahead and drop myself way down. I'm the chief of sinners. And that was the progression through his life. He said, I, he said I'm an apostle, but I'm the least. And then he got on over and he said, let's don't even talk about that. I'm just glad I'm in the church. And I'm less than the least of all saints. And he got down to the end. He's just hollering, saved by grace. I'm just a sinner. And I'm the worst one has ever been. I'm the chief of sinners. And as you see Paul stepping down, you see Christ getting brighter in his life. He gave the three testimonies in Acts. Acts 9, 26, and 28, I think. You've met, that may not be quite right. But the three times that he told his testimony. First time he said there was a light. I seen a light. <laughs> but he'd grown in grace. Over, and the second time he said, I saw a bright light. <laughs> Jesus was getting brighter. Then the third time he said there was a light shining above the brightness of the firmament. <laughs> Woo! He had got real low and Jesus got real big. God said, I can trust these two men. I can trust these two men to, to, carry, the, to carry to my people and to carry to my world the two testaments the man who told God no I believe that's my time right there oh Lord we'll just we'll just give an invitation pastor I mean is that alright we're God's people in here we won't need to sing, just play. And as a matter of fact, can I do this? Can I ask Jesse to come? I wonder, I see the missionaries in here. I see the pastors in here. I see us evangelists in here. I see the brothers and sisters in the church. What would happen if somebody said, Lord... Let's just do it for my brother. Do it to make you look good. <laughs> do it for somebody else, Lord. Do it for your people. Good to see you, boy, in church. Boy, that blessed my heart. Oh, Lord. Ladies, you can pray with us, too. It's all right church folk. Jesse, I do want you to sing. I want Jesse to sing. Yeah, just make sure God looks good. Make sure your people get saved. 
Make sure Abraham and Isaac and Jacob get everything you wanted them to have. <laughs> Woo! Look what old Moses gets. He gets to come back and be one of them two witnesses. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. There are trophies yes, yes, to yes. be won. That's the right song. Success is there to claim. Some would give their very soul to reach earth's highest plane. But to count it gain would be my loss if I laid down commitments cross.